I've been listening to a couple of it, just all the different people that have asked me this question recently in different versions of it for different categories of things and different parts of life is how do you know what to keep? How do you know what to get rid of? How do you even know what is important? And this is my feelings on it. This is my interpretation of what is important. What do you need? And it's all relative to where you are in life, what your lifestyle is like, what your activities are like, what your family does, how messy your kids are, what stage of parenting your children are in, what stage of, uh, you know, development they're in. Of course, potty training children need a lot more wardrobe than non-potty training children and messy babies that spit up and have um, diaper explosions need a little bit more of a wardrobe than other kids. However, I don't believe that there are any kids that need an entire new outfit for every day of the month. I don't believe any kid needs that. Um, Sure, it might be easy um, and certainly not more than 30 outfits for any kid. Just based on if you leave those clothes in the laundry and you don't wash them, those stains are going to be so much harder to get out, number one. (laughs) Number two, what's going to happen if you leave those potty training accident clothes not being washed because you were waiting for a full load, so maybe it took two or three days. That means that urine-stained clothing is going to take a lot longer. It's going to be a lot harder to get that stink out of those clothes. It's going to be a lot harder to get those stains out. Those items need to be washed every day. And if you're washing clothes every day or every other day, then you're still going to have clean clothes, right? (laughs) You're still going to have what you need, even if you only have one or two pairs of shoes for your children. They're fine. So what? Their shoes got wet? They have a backup pair, right? In the summertime, my kids have a pair of shoes that are fine to get wet. They are intended to be played with in the water or in the rain. They are fine. And they have in the winter, they have a pair that's, you know, snow boots or something that helps to keep their feet dry in bad weather. But they don't need 20, 30 pairs of shoes for one shoe size because their feet grow too fast and they have their favorites and that's what they're going to wear all the time. So when we're doing that, we're wasting so much money. We have things that we don't need and there's other people that could use it. What could you do if you didn't spend that money on your children? What kind of savings account could you set up for them? If you really want to buy them another pair of shoes that they really don't need or another outfit that they really do not need, how about if you just transfer that money, total up what it would be, and put it in a savings account for them? How much more of a blessing will that savings account be as it grows interest over the years of their life rather than those shoes that 
you will spend that money on and it will disappear and they will never have it again, right? You're not going to get that money back for those shoes, especially when we're spending a lot of money on kids' shoes. Those nice shoes, those brand name shoes that are $100 a piece for kids and then they can only wear them for a couple of months before their feet grow again, <laughs> like that's... That's something, if you're going to do that, please don't buy multiple pairs for them. Share them, trade them, <laughs> borrow, you know, do a, a friend cycle so you can rotate them through. Find some friends that also take great care of their clothing and their things and rotate things with your kids. Share a, don't, don't be wasting money on things that we don't need. Our treasures, one of the things that weighs heavily on me as a Christian is Matthew's 6, where it tells us to not store up our treasures on earth, but to store up our treasures in heaven instead. Store up our treasures in heaven. How can we do that? Um, we can do that by blessing other people. We can do that by giving generously. We can do that by helping families in need and by you know, giving food to the hungry and clothes to people in need and, you know, supporting other people in ministry that are, you know, maybe missionaries or maybe people who are doing good deeds around your community, maybe support some local charities. What are some things that we can do to store up those treasures in heaven? And when we do that, when we do support others and we do give generously. The Bible tells us not to tell anyone about it, to be, you know, to not tell everyone like the Pharisees do, because then we will have already gotten our reward. If we are going to be giving out, if we are going to be telling everyone exactly what we did, then we've already gotten our reward. It says that when you give to the poor, don't blow a loud horn. That's what the show-offs do in the synagogues and on the street corners because they are always looking for praise. And I can assure you that they have already received their reward. Now, I don't want my reward from the praise of men for me giving to others. That's not what I'm looking for. I don't want that. I don't care about that at all. That means nothing to me. But for some people, that words of affirmation is really important and that really is important to them to hear praise from other people. But we have to be really careful when we're giving if we want it to be a way to store up treasures in heaven, then we need to give quietly. And there's another place in the Bible where it says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. And there's you know, so if you're, if you're picking up, uh, if you are, if you're giving to someone, don't tell that to everyone that, that needs to be between you and God, not like it is a gift from you to God. You're giving your tithe. You're giving above and beyond your tithe in some ways when you give like this. And it's something that we need to really be mindful of. If you want your praise to be on earth from other people, then that's your reward, but you won't get that reward from God. You won't have that treasure stored up in heaven.
when you give to the poor, don't let anyone know about it. Then your gift will be given in secret. Your father knows what is done in secret, and he will reward you. That's what it says in Matthew 6, verse 3 and 4. So I want you to really think about that. I want you to really be aware of how you could be storing up your treasures instead in heaven by giving generously to those around you and those um, in need because there's so many people in need here in America, in all so many other countries. There's people everywhere you are that are in need, that need clothing for their children, whose children are going to school wearing clothes that are too big or too small because that's what they had available. And there so many times I see children in middle school and high school wearing shoes that are two sizes too small for their feet. And that's all they had available. So that's what they've had to wear so they could go to school. But everyone knows that's not comfortable. So how can you help someone in need? And how can you do it in secret so that your father in heaven is giving you reward for that rather than the praise that you would receive from people on earth and people around you and people in your neighborhood or your family or your friends circle. So that's one of the things I want you to really think about when you are collecting lots and lots of items just specifically for your family. And then you want to hold on to them for all your children to be able to enjoy. Do you have room for that? A lot of times we don't have room for them and we are making our, (laughs) our daily living uncomfortable because we have stored up so much stuff that we aren't using (laughs) that we won't be able to use for another couple of years a lot of times. So if that's your situation, that stuff would be better served, given away, donated. You can sell some of it. Um, Another problem that I hear from a lot of people is that a lot of the things that they have in their home, they were gifts from family members to their children. Well, the best way to appease everyone in that situation would be to potentially consign those specific items that were gifts and then use the proceeds, any money that comes from the sale of those items, and put that in a savings account for your child. Put that towards a future purchase that they needed, their next season of clothing, um, a specific item that they needed for, you know, maybe they needed a new bicycle that was bigger or, you know, whatever specifics. Maybe they need a computer for their upcoming class. Maybe they um, were needing a different type of toy or needed new glasses or whatever. There's often something specific that our children are needing, or maybe they have this really awesome pair of shoes that they've got their eye on, but you don't want to spend that money. That's what that money can go towards. Those gifts that you've started a savings account for your child to use, that would be a great way for you to get that item for your child without it coming out of your budget, and it would still be part of the gift items. So when your mother-in-law asks, 
why you got rid of the toys that she got for your kid two years ago and they've moved past that stage of life, you can say, well, we actually sold it and used the money to buy this for the kids and look how much they're using it. That would be a good way to show them that you're not unappreciative of the gifts that they've given, especially when they've given nice things that you know cost money um, or that were a sacrifice for them, but also keeps you from feeling like you need to hold on to all the things that anyone gives your kids forever because we don't have homes built for that. Um, if, If your family is anything like mine with my first couple of children, we would have to leave one house at Christmas and go and unload the car to go to the next house. That's how much Christmas presents we got just with two children. And it was overwhelming. I would have to do a toy purge and rearrange their bedrooms and everything. And it just was a lot. (laughs) It was a lot. So that's one of the things that I want you to be able to take that guilt and transform it into something that is appreciated by all. And if you are struggling with an in-law that consistently purchases things that you don't want or need and that your children don't want or need or use, then what you can do is have this conversation with them. If gift giving is their love language and they are really struggling to give gifts that really suit your family, and maybe they just come by and bring gifts every time they show up and it's frequent, and then you just feel overwhelmed by the clutter because of the amount of children, one of the best ways that you can do that is to recommend, this is what we are, you know, these are some things that my child was wanting, and then don't buy it yourself, please. Let them purchase it for you. Or if they don't want to be cooperative like that, then this is another option to do is just to let them know that anything that your child uses doesn't use, you will be doing a consignment sale or selling it and using those proceeds into this account for your child. And you're hoping to be able to save up enough for their first car or a college fund or their first house or their wedding. You know, what is it that's going to be a special event, um, for your child that your family would be excited to go towards, you know, to put some money towards because, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Sometimes we just have family members that are unappreciative of our choices as parents. And that's, you know what, you can't please everyone. And the main thing is the people that live in the house, that is who the house should be set up for. Not the people who gift things to the people in the house. That is not how the house should be set up. You as the parents are the ones making decisions on what your children use and keep and what you do with their money and how you disperse their things when they have moved on from them. Okay, do not let any other parent, aunt, uncle, anyone else tell you how you need to do things. You are a grown adult. As long as you are not under their financial responsibility, living in their home and they are paying your bills, then they do have a lot more say because you're requiring a lot more of their income in that situation. 
It's a different situation, but if you're not in that situation, then you are the adult, you are the ones making the decisions as a family on your own, not people who live outside of your home. So that is definitely something that you are able to do. I know that it may take a little backbone and be a little uncomfortable for some of you, but in as respectful a way as possible, just be clear on it and don't back down, don't hesitate and let your children be involved in it too. If your children are struggling to keep their rooms tidy, then take a picture of how messy their rooms are and send it to the grandparents or whoever the gift givers are and say, look, I cannot live like this. We are doing a a toy sale. Um, Things will be sold. We are doing this account and let everyone know that this is for everyone's benefit. This is not to be unkind or unappreciative but that the kids are involved. And I've done this with my kids from the beginning. They've been involved with it. When we have cleanup time, I put a bag on the door and say, anything you don't want to clean up again, put in the bag. Voila, lots less mess. And they're usually pretty quick to put away the things that are important. It's the stuff that's left out on the floor is the stuff they don't really care about anymore. And they're fine to let it go, but I don't pick it up for them. I make them put it in the bag. <laughs> I will come in there and I will make them put it in the bag by themselves. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be the one throwing away your things. That That's not my responsibility. You put it on the floor. You played with it. You're fully capable of picking it up and putting it away. So you can put it where it put it away or give it away. Or throw it away. If it's broken, throw it away. We're done. We don't need to go over this again. This is what I do with my children. And this, and that's what I tell them every time. I'm like, all right, it's time to clean up. You've left your room a mess. And here's the bag. If you don't want to clean it up anymore, put it in the bag. If you don't like it anymore, you know what to do. And they do it. And they've been doing this. I, I start with them and I work with them until they're about three and a half, four. And then they do it on their own. They know exactly what to do and they do it well. So yes, their room gets messy every week. Their room is messy. Often daily, their room is messy, but it's a quick cleanup. What's on the floor? A couple of toys, their bedding, maybe (laughs) stuffed animals, some clothes. You know, what is on the floor? Just a few things. It doesn't take 10 minutes to clean it up. So That's how I want your kids' rooms. If your kids' rooms, if your space, if your home, your living room takes more than 10 or 15, 20 minutes to clean up, what is in there? What has caused it to get so out of control that it's too difficult to clean up in 20 minutes? What's going on? What can we do without? And if you need help with that, you better book a session quick <laughs> because your life and your time is far too important for you to be spending hours of your day and life cleaning up spaces in your home. You need to be able to go out and live your life and be free to spend the time with the people that you love, doing the things you love to do, not worrying about the messes. So if that's where you are, get that session booked, get your starting point session booked now and let's start on getting your space simplified, organized, and styled. Let's do it. It's www.thesosmom.com. You can um, set your appointment up there. I can't wait to work with you and get that space fixed. Okay. Um, 
All right. If you guys have any questions, you can email me at hello at the SOSmom.com. And if you want some behind the scenes on stuff, come join us in the Facebook group. It is the SOS Mom Show in Facebook groups. All right. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't done it already, make sure you go to Apple podcast and leave a review for this show. So more people can find it. If you want some more behind the scenes and more connection with me, come join the Facebook group at the SOS mom show. And you can email me or call 980-389-0399 and email at hello at the SOSmom.com. I'm waiting for you. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?